for tuning in to Daters Gonna Date. This is your favorite Irish dating podcast where we talk ghosting, puff, bumble, tinder, bad dates, good dates, and everything in between. Stay tuned for laughs, some tears, and definitely some good stories. And welcome to another episode of Daters Gonna Date with myself, Roisin. And me, Nicola. How are you doing, Ro? Grand. Not too bad. I think I've turned a bit of a a bit of a corner in terms of um, the kind of depression session that was going on <laughs> at the start of January. I think I feel, uh, you know, getting into a bit of a routine and a bit of a groove now. So uh, still a bit shite, but you know yourself. Yeah. soldiering on Blue Monday is this week so if I can get through the next week I think we'll be fine we'll, be near, we'll literally have January done and dusted and surely surely only another month of this or two and end of yeah. March end of March is my golden sight yeah yeah so I think we might go down it here and that would be great and how are you doing and how are you feeling and how are you coping oh sure you know same as everyone I suppose the roller coaster January actually Normally is a really shit time. I'm like always, I, I have seasonal affective disorder. So I always find that January is extra gloomy. But I think because I went into it with the mentality that I was going to be in this, I knew what was coming, a depression session. But then, yeah, so that's been, and I've been working out loads and, you know, trying to restrict bad food a little bit, not much. And then I like, I don't yeah. know about you, but I always used to beat myself up. Like if you had like a share bag of chocolate and then a share bar, and then six burgers, <laughs> you know, I'd be like, or if I didn't reach my step target for the day. And this year I'm like, well, at least for yes. January, I'm like, stop it. Like, stop beating yourself up. Because if I, kept, I keep trying to tell myself that if, let's say, you came to me and you're like, oh, come here, I only got 10,000 steps to I'd be like, that's great. Why would I, why am I thinking it's shit? You know, that kind of way? So yeah. um, I did have a day last yeah. week where... Totally. I was like, it was a Thursday and I was like, oh, fuck the world. Just someone had pissed me off and that set the tone for the day at work. And I just was like, but I went to bed early and I was still in a bit of a mood on Friday. And then I was like, with the one clever thing I did in January, I I don't know about your company, but we have to, our holidays go February to February. So I had like a few days holiday that I had to use and they were trying to get us to use them in December. Um, I used a few in December, but like obviously not. Yeah. Do. So I used them. I took five in January, and I've had I have a load of Fridays and Mondays off. And I tell you, that has been a savior. Sunday feels <laughs> real. <coughs> Sorry, that's not COVID. I swear, I just got a tickle in my throat there. <laughs> but uh, no, you're right because I took I took Monday off last week, and I and I didn't do anything. Like I mean, I I went and like, like I tidied my room, and then I watched Harry Potter. And I was live with myself. And I think now, like, I might book another Monday off because it's really nice to have the Monday. Like, I always think, like, Fridays are cool to have off. But, like, Friday is always probably the most least difficult day of the week, I always feel, because, like, you're like, oh, it's Friday, thank God. Yeah. Whereas a nice Monday off now kind of takes takes the edge off things, you know? Yeah, we, well, do. I recommend that to anybody. You know, you're not going to use your holidays in the same way you would any other year, so pick some like random Mondays throughout January, February, March. And even though you've nothing to do, just do what Roaching did. Just get, put your PJs on, get a load of chocolate in, 
maybe not Harry Potter if you're like me, but do what I did on my day. Well, whatever, day. whatever your favorite. I watched nine episodes of Criminal Minds, so you know. <laughs> wouldn't be, it wouldn't that wouldn't be like you now at all? Yeah. At all you know, I hate it. Criminal I hate anything to do with murder or the police <laughs> or. <laughs> Oh God, I'd say you're watching that Night Stalker thing, are you? I started it today, yeah. I got um, an episode and a half through <laughs> and I started falling asleep on the couch because your man's voice is really soothing, even though he's like, and then she was bludgeoned to death. And I'm like, oh, soothing voice. <laughs> oh, oh lovely. lovely. Um, on that like really sexy note, uh, uh, did you download Hinge again? Because we're going to do an episode soon, guys, I promise. I know we keep talking about it, but it was just... Prior to Christmas, we had a few guests lined up and we kind of lined up a couple of things for the New Year's. And we just haven't got around to it, but we will be doing one. But Nick, I know you said you deleted it and you said you might download it again so we could have a proper discussion. Just wondering if you if you did do that now or what's the crack? I did download it and I stand by my opinion that it is the worst piece of shite I've ever come across. I'd rather you roll me around in plenty of fish for five years than this crap. <laughs> I I I have kind of mixed feelings. Definitely, I still hate Tinder the most, one hundred percent out of everything. But I've been trying to. So we were. I've mentioned this before. I think I mentioned it last week that Emraid from Love HQ invited her on to dating masterclass, and she said about like you know about like getting too hooked up on one person, like when you're online dating and stuff like that. So I'm literally flinging out messages left, right, and fucking center. So I don't get just kind of addicted almost to talking to one person. Mm-hmm. Now, whether this strategy is going to pan out into anything uh, proper, God only knows. But this is what I'm going to try to do from now on. N- unless something goes like proper and end up being with some seriously, I'm just going to keep myself open to all possibilities or any potential possibilities. So I'm trying not to get too hepped up about like any one person because I haven't met them to you know kind of way so mm. like try not to focus too much you know, we don't end up talking to someone like for 10 weeks like I did your man from Kerry last year so I don't get into that again um, but we'll do a full deep dive uh, on that there was just so many comments from people and we've had somebody emailed with a story about Hinge and stuff like that so well we really will have to do a full episode but for now we went a totally different route for this <laughs> week, I would say. Uh, we could see our future. <laughs> um, we decided we to see, well, we didn't, we didn't go and see anyone. Didn't you? <laughs> no, we decided to consult some higher powers in that we mm-hmm. paid a psychic. Woo-hoo! <laughs> yeah, yeah, as in... We paid a psychic. Uh, she came recommended from somebody else that we had known. Neither myself or Nicola have discussed anything yeah. about what the... Because, Nicola, you spoke to her about like a week ago or so, and I only had mine the other day. So we haven't discussed anything, so we don't know. Maybe we got told the same fucking thing. Oh, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> oh, my so God, the- imagine <laughs> if we just start telling stories now, and you're like, she told me that. She told me that. Oh my God, we're meeting the same yeah. fella. <laughs> yeah, great, excellent. Three way it is. Yeah. Um, so look, it'll be one of those, you know, on like TLC, the TV channel where it's like, um, these people and they're like, I have four husbands and three wives. And that could be us. <laughs> that could be us. That's the dream. Like, like ideally. Um, well, so look, you went first. I mean, I'm curious, super curious to know how you got on. 
I would just like to say about the other thing. Uh, the dream would be to be the wife with all the husbands and not the wife with other wives. Oh, yes. There. Not not, <laughs> not the spare tish. You want to be the one with all the, all the husbands. You don't want yeah. to be that extra husband. Yeah. No, I don't want to be that one where he's like, I've already had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Is it usher here? Look, you can do for Thursday. You'd be like, flip off. I'm top quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's not the life for us. No. So the psychic, yeah. So someone I know um, did it and it was on Skype. And uh, I was so intrigued by this because I, I spoke yeah. to you about it afterwards. I've done loads of psychic stuff. Just me and my friends just think it's a bit of a laugh. But more than that, it's kind of, we've been friends for so long, right? And you could be like, Nicola, I met Jimmy Bob and he's beautiful mm-hmm. and fantastic. And even though he stole all my money, um, I think he's great for me. I could be like, you're an actual gobshite. Uh, what are you doing? He's a waster. And you wouldn't listen to me. because yes, yeah. you. And then stranger comes along and is like, honey, he's not for you. And you're like, oh, thanks. And I'm like, I could punch you. So we always like the positive aspect of that. So like the psychic could tell you, you know, let's say, uh, or the person that you're texting, I don't like that person for you and you probably don't like him yourself so it's just positive reinforcement I suppose in that sense I, I don't know you said I... the exact same thing today in my roommate is that like I is it that sometimes it's just you know like if somebody know, know you knew told you that you wouldn't listen but have a stranger reaffirm your thoughts so I like about, like I remember before I went to Australia I had been offered a promotion in my job and I was like I'd already booked my flights so I hadn't told my job that I booked them mm. because obviously I didn't want them to fire me and then I was left with no money before I went. And <laughs> uh, I remember, this is how cool I am. I was going to see Steps that night in concert. Uh, <laughs> I tell you, I would have loved to have seen Steps. I tell you now. Well, first of all, I'd go see Declan Nerney if I could and if I could get to a concert. <laughs> Second of all, if Steps come back, we are going, right? We can have a big date. It's going to date night out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All the listeners couldn't come and we go to George afterwards. Um, but yeah, I remember I was meant to go to Steps that Perfect night. place to find a man. Perfect place to find a man if you're another man. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, me and my friend Denise were like, um, she was like, oh, let's go to a psychic. And I don't know where we came up with this idea. I honestly don't know. But we went anyway, we went to one down on St. William Street mm-hmm. and he was this gay guy and he was like, I can see travel in your immediate future within the next three months. A big... Um, a big adventure you're doubting it because of work he's like go you'll never regret it works mm. there when you come back and you know what if I had wanted to stay and work and I didn't want to go to Australia I would have been like mm, mm, and then he might have been like yeah he might have changed based on my reaction because I wanted to go he just said the positive reinforcement of what I wanted to do whereas all my friends had said the same thing but yeah they were too close to me. Whereas yeah. the stranger with the magical ball. <laughs> and their mystic cards. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I pre-warned you a little bit in the sense that I didn't obviously tell you about what my experience was, but I was telling you that you get to ask questions at the end and you at least had that to think of. I did not know this. And at the end I was like, and so I asked about my family and then I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've asked about my neighbor. I've probably asked about the dog. I don't know. I was like so scared. <laughs> I was like, that, that, that. but um, yeah. So one of the first things, the key things, and I'll play a little clip here now is she told me where I'm not going to meet my fella. Where so you're not going to meet your fella. Okay. 
difficulties. You have the most beautiful relationship cards, the knight in shining armour, the happy couple card. What beautiful cards you have coming up in the relationship side of your life. Really nice feeling. So she told me I'm not going to meet him on a date nap. Goodbye, Tinder. Ah. Goodbye, Hinge. (laughs) (laughs) If you're taking everything she said, it'll uh, tire And like you said, reinforcing what you already hate about dating apps. Yes, exactly. It's like she could read my mind. She knew I hated dating apps and said exactly what I wanted her to say. So where are you meeting this elusive man? Well, this is where I tell you the best part. She told me I'll put in the clip here now for you how are you going to meet them in the cards here by chance there's nothing orchestrated in this you could trip over their feet you could trip over them it's it's that type of feel it's it's you could bump into them it's 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 just very unexpected there's nothing coursed it's not internet it's not it's out in the real world but it's not introduction it's just very Bizarre and coincidental, but there's no such thing as coincidence, so it's meant to be. It's the most exciting year of one of your life so far. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! It's, I mean, that's very possible for you, Nicola. Um, uh, like Nicholas, Nicholas' legs, um, aren't her fan, her knees are not big fans of, of standing. They like to clatter to the ground on numerous occasions. And that would actually like be, that sounds like the start of a romantic comedy now, let's be fair. Yeah, it does. It sounds like, you know, Fallen For You, starring Rachel McAdams and Channing Tatum. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> so well, thought, let's hope you're, the person you fall in front of looks like Channing Tatum. Oh my God, what would that be a dream? She also said he's a workaholic, which I quite liked. Around the partner side of things, I see a lovely partner, very kind, very considerate, but very hardworking. Work is hugely important to partner in the cards here. Their dedication, their loyalty to work in the cards here is really strong. Financially, I'm not worried about them at all in the cards. Really nice cards. It's time for play. It's time for fun. I'm so independent. Mm -hmm. After being single for so long, you get so independent that you're like, where could I fit in time to see him? I know I'd be happy to see him on a Sunday morning as long as he brought around like hangover supplies and, you know, Sunday cuddles and then maybe like one day during the week. (laughs) (laughs) So romantic, Nicola. So romantic. I know, I know. What, but did she tell you where you were going to meet your guy? No, she didn't. And like, like it's funny because you had told me to have questions already and I did have a few. And now I'm like, oh, maybe I should have asked a few more in terms of like the, the, the love aspect of it. Because I'm the opposite of you, Nicola. I've never done this before. Like ever, never, ever, ever. And um, so when it came on, I was like, oh, I've never done this before. So she kind of explained what she did. And just to let people know, she kind of did like pulled cards for like three to five months. Then she did another reading for like a year's kind of time. And then you could ask her questions and she would pull cards for that. Nicola, you will know this the minute I say it, but she... Explained everything to me, pulled my cards. And the first thing she said to me was, will you do me a favor? And I said, what? She was like, will you stop being so hard on yourself? She yes. Was like, you are so 
hard on yourself. You have, you, you always say to yourself inside, oh, I don't look this way. I don't have that figure. My hair's not this way. I don't look like that. Why don't I look? And listen, I understand that like for a lot of women, that's how they feel. But she really like, I mean, she called me the fuck out, like <laughs> straight off the bat. Like she really, truly did. And, um, and she did say a lot about like, and listen, we've all been hurt. Like this is like, again, this is not specific. I mean, like every girl in the world, I'm sure has been hurt by somebody at some point. And, but she was like the armor and everything that you have up. Like if you don't, I, I pulled the, she pulled a card of like this, this uh, like woman who the water was kind of flown off her that was kind of supposed to symbolize that I need to let these things let go and kind of let down my armor. And then that is how I will basically be able to invite somebody into my life. So she didn't tell me like where I'd meet them, but essentially said like, I won't if I don't let the walls down, you know, mm-hmm. which is again, something I know internally in my head, but as you were saying, like having somebody else who doesn't know you, hasn't met you, kind of say something to you. And I don't know how you felt, but I, just something about her, I just like, I don't know, I just like felt like she had a really nice energy or something, I don't know. Like I just felt, I met, like when the Skype ended, I felt kind of really like, Positive. Content or something, yeah. Or just warm or something. So she did say, uh, so she, a lot of romantic cards came for me when she pulled the cards for me. So she said that it would be like, my partner would be like full of romance. Full of romance is what she said. Like I'd so, she said I had so many romantic cards and she was like, it's the person you're going to be with is you're going to laugh so much like it's going to be. It's the biggest important part of your relationship for you. But you guys will laugh so much. But she was like, there'll be so much romance and courting and all this kind of stuff. And um, I will, I need to listen back to my own so I can insert some kind of clips here and stuff like that, because I'm sure I'm not wording it right, what she said. I'm sure I'm totally (laughs) miswording it. But um she did say that, uh, yeah, that there was a romantic future and stuff ahead. And then, you know, uh, I was asking her about, like, you know, buying a house and stuff like that. And, you know, my mum is worried. And she told me to tell my mum not to worry because I will be buying a house with my husband in three years' time. Jesus, you're going to have That's the ring on the by then. Yeah, yeah, well, apparently, like, again, lads, look, we take, we take it all with a little pinch of salt. But... Yeah, she basically said that uh, to tell my mum not to worry. Needless to say, uh, Moko was uh, was um, kind of uh, not as convinced. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that's what she said. She said to me that in three years, I'd be buying my dream home with my husband. So, I mean, if it's three years time, I'm going to be buying this gaff. Like, we want to get a move on in the old relationship, <laughs> living together, engagement, wedding. You know, well, so clearly what's going to happen is the very first night we get to go out when lockdown's lifted, we're going to meet him that night. You're going to piss yourself laughing as I fall over in the street in front of some righty fella. And we're going to meet them then both that night. And you're just going to move a lot quicker than me with the old marriage and stuff. Interestingly, though, she never mentioned marriage to me. Um, she said we would, I would have kids and uh, I would, um, uh, I'd be with this person forever. But yeah. She called him my partner the whole time. Yeah, and that's funny because I have said 
like before, like I'm not sure whether I have kids or not. Because you know yourself, we've talked about it here. Like when you get to a certain age, you just don't know like will it happen and I have so many nephews and nieces that I've always been like you know it's not the like you know if it didn't happen like I won't I'll be all right you know and and then yeah mixed marriages kind of on feelings and stuff like that but she said to me oh no like marriage and kids yeah you're getting married which is Again, a surprise because, like, the, the like, I'm not I'm not dating anyone at the moment. So, um, they might, as I said, they might be going to move on. Um, but as you say, maybe on our night out. But that's interesting that she said to you because you would like not be that keen on marriage. Yeah, I have no interest in it. When your parents are separated, I suppose you tend to not have as much of an emphasis on. For me, a wedding is a really, really, really good party with your best friends and your family. And like, I love that part of it. Yeah. The stress like levels that some people put themselves under, like this whole idea of having to slim yourself down for, for two years beforehand. Again, the church, I don't go to church. So like, do I have a church wedding just yeah. because everybody else does and I'm from a small town and where else would you get married? Like that never, never really interested. Like I do love the idea, but I often said I would go to Vegas and just get married there or go to somewhere that you know that only your best friends would come yeah. to. So like if you got married in Portugal or like Greece or something and you know only like the people close to you will come because the rest of them will just be like, I'm not paying for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that, but the baby thing was always the thing that I, because she had said something, she kind of said it in a rush. And she said that yeah. like, oh, you meet your partner and you'll have your house and your life together. And then later on, I was kind of like, oh, you never met your kid. She goes, oh, no, no, I did. I said your partner and your life together. She's like, there's, there's kids in that or whatever. Now, like, as you said, we're not taking this for bait. I'm like, I don't think that, you know, this is exactly how your life is planned out to be. But what when you said you were coming out of a feeling all like, warm and content, I came out of a feeling really buzzed and positive. And I think it was like yeah. in um, a therapy session, but like 10 sessions put into one. So you're getting the best of the therapy you're only paying for one. So it was like stingy therapy. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, um, uh, I, I, like, like I said, I've never been to a psychic or a tarot card reader before. So I didn't know what to expect or how to feel like afterwards. And I didn't know whether like she would tell me some bad news or like something off. You know, I didn't know how it was going to go. But I didn't expect to feel like so buzzed afterwards. And I just felt really nice. And I think she just... um gave off this really nice energy and she was just yeah she was just so warm and lovely it was like you know having another ma or having a nana like you know kind of way it just felt like that kind of familiar thing they're like cup on to yourself now you're gorgeous and then you're like oh god thanks yeah yeah totally totally and she did kind of say stuff to me like that I should trust my gut instinct more because she was like you like she she kind of said to me and uh, again I'm probably going to misquote her I'll find the clip so we can we can put it in here but she kind of said that I have to learn to trust my gut more uh, that I go too much to my head and she said like usually the feeling you have in your gut is the right one she basically told me that like if I was hemming and hawing about a decision to put my hand on my head and my hand on my gut and to listen to the two things and like essentially feel the pull of whatever but she said, my instincts is very good and then kind of spiritual so that I should essentially trust that feeling. But she did also say I'm in a bit of a rush and that I need to kind of get out of this in order to, 
in order for the things that she said could happen for, for that to kind of happen, I need to start, you know, moving, a, changing a little bit, a few things in my life, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I find that a lot of people who go to these psychics are, you know, you're at a turning point or maybe a turning point is coming up towards you and you're like, right, I want some advice. Um, but you already, as I said, you already know inside. You trust your gut. You know, like, what you want to do. And yet you need to hear from somebody else. So, like, that's clearly what she's saying to you there as well, like, trusting your gut and stuff. Like, for me, it was really funny. A lot of it was based around work, but she kind of was like to me, uh, she came on and she was like, all oh, your cards are positive. This is really, like, this is unreal. She was literally pointing at the three to five months and the five months onwards, the year or whatever um, section. She was like, these are yeah. all really positive. Um, she told me about, like, massive work changes. And at the time, like, I was him and hawing about a work change and dropping a job and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah. she, you know, it was just kind of what you need to hear. Like, do you know what I mean? Because if she'd given, if she'd said stick with mm-hmm. it and I didn't want it, I would have been like, well, I know she said that, but like, fuck it. Like, you know, I've tried my best. Uh, yeah. But I'm trying to think now what else she said. But she, she basically told me like I had a really good year coming up. She told basically mine and my sister, because I mentioned my sisters in my questions. And uh, yeah. she had said me and my next sister closest age to me. She's like, this is your year. Big things are going to happen. And then she's like, the house that you're in right now, it's not the house you're going to be in forever. I, was like, I didn't want to say to her, hon, I'm renting. I live in Dublin. So, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, she said that to me as well. I was like, everyone's renting. But uh, it's she, oh God, I was trying to remember what she said something. Um, oh, balls. I'm after forgetting now. You keep talking there, Nicholas. Come back to me, no doubt. <laughs> Um, she told me I need to get paid more in my job, which I really appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send that clip to my boss. Yeah, yeah. She said, I have to say, like, my career was a, was a big thing, was a big part of my reading. Um, I don't really want to say too much because I know people I work or listen to this podcast. <laughs> so... Uh, I don't want to listen I don't want to say a lot of stuff that she said but, but she's quitting tomorrow guys and I tomorrow, yeah. See you. <laughs> a, a lot of what she said was like really resonated with me and again I think it's that thing of like it was already in my head um, and it just kind of like you know for someone a total stranger who I haven't spoken to to kind of pull out what was in my noggin was kind of interesting. It's funny, I did ask her about uh, like stuff with my family and stuff, but the funniest thing was that she, uh, I asked would any more children be born into our family? Because I'm from a big family. I said, other than me, right? So mm. not me. And she said, uh, one for the sister and one for the brother. That's what came up. Now, I only have one brother and he already has four children. Jeez. So when I announced the family WhatsApp group that... <laughs> There was two more grandchildren to be coming. My brother was like, it's not fucking me anyway. So, but she said, said like she could see my brother with six children. And he was like, no. And his wife is also in the family WhatsApp group. My sister-in-law was like, no. But I don't know. We shall see. We shall see what the cards what happens. But I'm like, I'm just, I just said to my family, I was like, I'm just warning you all now. This is what she said. So you've been warned. If you well, don't take precautions, it's your own fault. Yeah, you know, to get the old snip there, bro, or something like that, Hunzo, if you're fully content that would for. Weirdly, she said to me, she was like, because uh, oh, we talked about this on the podcast before, like, you know, with this age, you know, you're worried about your egg count ability to have babies, etc. And she's like, one of the things came up, she was like, 
like she said it so much in past and I was like don't worry about your eggs you've got loads of them left you've got loads of time and then she just moved on and I remember being like what hold on go back but she'd moved on to something relevant yeah. but she did she did say she was like put down a card and she goes who what oh oh someone around you's getting pregnant very quickly and I was like get very soon sorry and I was like well it ain't anyone in the house I'm living in now because uh the only men that come to the door are the DPD delivery men and they stand at the bottom of the road <laughs> and they the just dogs? hold the box up. Maybe it's the dogs. The dogs have both had the snip. So, unless uh, something went wrong with the, well, the old... Actually, though, I wonder, right? Because here and I tell you now something now that you say that. Now, look, again, pinch of salt here, lads, right? But I asked about my roommate who's a mutual friend mm-hmm. of me and you, Nippa. Did she, did and she, she ask me to ask or did you, did you ask? No, no, I just, you know, when she was like, have you any questions? So I was just firing out anybody yeah. like that I could think of that would like maybe like to hear or something or like would be of interest or if I was worried about them or, you know, that kind of way. Mm-hmm. So I just asked her and uh, she said uh, she said uh, that this person would be in love within this year, would meet their, their partner this year. And that if she wasn't careful, that she would... Uh, um, be pregnant so well, that if she didn't want to get pregnant yes, that she should be careful so would, like I'm, I would have often thought she would have been the first person in our group to be pregnant um, but somebody else got there before her but yeah. interesting so there but you go she also told me to tell so I have three sisters and yeah. I'm the eldest and she told me to tell the middle one to be really careful unless she wants to get pregnant and she has a boyfriend and they're moving in together soon enough so <laughs> I was like um, wrap it up make sure she was like not a fucking chance I was like yeah well listen that's what everyone says and then next thing you know lockdown baby is on its way yeah exactly exactly because the whole thing was with my roommate is like it pulled a a card that came out for was like about basically nine like nine months nine months surprise essentially so that's why she was saying just tell her if she's if she's not quite ready yet. If she, you know, meets this partner, just to be careful in their initial, in their initial stages. So, oh needless to say, she was shocked uh, by that revelation because at the moment she sure, certainly doesn't feel in any position to meet anybody. But um, she's saying celibate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. She's like, is it an immaculate conception? Like, what, how is this going to happen? But I don't know. It's just, it'd be funny to see if anything, because we can always come back to this podcast and listen. It'll be interesting to see if any of the things come to to fruition. If I end up having another niece and nephew, I'm going to die laughing. I'm just, I like, that's just going to be so hysterical to me. And like the absolute resolute cries of no from every sibling <laughs> in my family. They're not having any more kids. And even my mother was like, no, that's enough grandchildren. I'm done. There was a couple of things that were a little eerie. I, I say that in terms of my family because whatever about like reading me yeah. maybe or p- it's noticing things about me but to pick things up in my family that I didn't say I'm sure she could see in my face I was like huh? so I was really um, a couple of those kind of things were like really really surprising and um, I don't know I assume she might have probably told you to do something similar but just like writing down like if someone had hurt you, like basically what they did, the pain it caused, how you felt, and then like to burn it and let it go. And she kind of said to me to do that a couple of times. Oh, she didn't say that to me. Said, uh, she said that 
because uh, my guard is so high and because of whoever hurt me, she just said, you need to write that stuff down. And she's like, it'll be really upset. And the first time she did it, she said, you're going to cry and be really upset. She's like, do it. And then a couple of weeks, do it again. And she was like, and you'll feel a, like a release. And I think she, it was the way she was explaining it. And I'll, I'll uh, maybe I'll get the clip because I think it might be kind of useful for like anybody listening who maybe is struggling with letting something go, whatever it is, it could be like a job, it could be family, it could be an ex, it could be anything at all. But I think the image of, you know, writing something down and watching it burn, like and watching it disappear, like literally in front of you, probably does something in your mind to kind of help you like let it go. Your cards here, and I want to read. The devil card comes into the centre of your reading, and I'm going. She's a very low opinion of herself, and she needs to start thinking more of herself in the cards here. I want it gone. See the tower bursting out, and you are going to get rid of it in your cards here around it. But you also wear armour. Armour is like a thick skin. Nobody's going to hurt me. Nobody's going to get to me. Nobody's going to get close to me. You're so defensive, and I'm going. That's not what your cards are telling me. Your cards are telling me you've most beautiful relationship cards coming up. So you have to take this armor off. Something yeah. put it on you. Somebody hurt you. Somebody said something. Something made it. I want you to write it down, how you felt, how you were treated, what the emotions were. I want you to burn the paper and let it go in okay. your cards. Yeah. Well, that's why she didn't say that to me because my walls are so high. I'm basically like Rapunzel at this stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Um, it was funny. Somebody did ask me if I asked about my my ex, um, but I was like, uh, I like certainly didn't want to waste my time. But she did say, like, of her own volition, she said to me that she talked about romance and stuff like that. She said that um, he was the right person for the time. Bush wasn't like for my forever person and that it's basically like done and dusted essentially is what she said and that he wouldn't have wanted the same things that I wanted so it was never going to work and that I should stop basically beating myself up about like oh if I'd done this if I'd done that differently if I'd behaved that way if I'd been more supportive you know what I mean and they're they're all thoughts like I thought to myself you know after my breakup if I if I'd done things differently would things have been different I should have done this if I'd only done this I could have done this I should have done this I could have done this I should have done this stop looking backwards stop beating yourself up in your cards here let it go in your cards here no more shoulda woulda coulda that's what I would say to you it's now time to look forward and no more regrets around the relationship side because you've lovely the happy couple card the happy couple card, the star ladies in the centre of your reading, in your first reading. There's just beautiful romantic cards here around it and I just feel a difference in you. Again, it was just hearing somebody else kind of reaffirm in your head that like there was nothing you could have done to change anything. Just kind of, you know what I mean? Just kind of made me feel a bit more like at ease with everything, I suppose. Yeah. And as I said, again, it's the power of the stranger because like it is basically like a little therapy session because if you had gone to therapy and your therapist said that to you yeah you probably start crying but you also be like it's a cry of relief and I didn't ask about anybody else boys wise or anything like that but like yourself she brought up uh, someone that was clearly uh, which I'll get into in a minute on uh, on my mind and she was like I don't like that he's back on your mind at the moment he's not a good person to you, for you etc etc um, and she's like but yeah. you're in a good space mentally that you'll that you're going about it the right way and that was <laughs> Roshi knows this because uh, she wanted to zoom me yeah. and I was having an emotional breakdown <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't compose happy memories 
But yeah, it was actually a calm and composed emotional breakdown. Um, at about quarter past ten on New Year's Eve, me and my two of my sisters were still at home uh, from Christmas, and two of my sisters and myself were sitting on the couch watching. Oh my God, Paddy McGuinness and something else or whatever. I don't know. Some show with Jordan. Oh, the only reason I watched it is because Jordan North was on it. So the love of my life, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. I had to go check out yeah. Bay. And um, side note, everybody who voted for Angel over Spike in our Instagram poll, you're dead to me. Dead to me. But anyway. You're going to have to let this go. You're going to have to let this go. Angel is... Hasm will always be the broody bastard for us all. You know what I mean? I mean, I love Spike, but he did try to rape Buffy. Like, let's not, let's not. If forget. she can forgive, okay, we can too. He's a vampire, but he's a so, heart so. gold, right? Anyway, um, so I watched this because Jordan North was on it, and um, Instagram being the thunder and cow that it is, um, I don't follow. Obviously, don't follow this guy that I used to be on Instagram, and I. It came up, and this is what's so annoying, right? She put up like I don't know ten pictures, yeah, and maybe picture number five was him, but like instead of Instagram showing me picture number one, it showed me picture number five. So I literally went on, and the very first photo on my Instagram feed was him, his new fiance, showing off their engagement ring, and I just was like, oh, 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 oh fuck! I literally went. Oh, my sisters were talking about something, and they're like, what? And I went, oh, just seeing that this, and I showed them the picture, and I went. We weren't drinking around like that because like, I was like so tired of planning to go to bed at yeah. five minutes past 12. I was like, I hope no one minds, but I'm going to have a fucking beer. <laughs> Off I went. <laughs> and that, yeah, you guys were having, we're on a bit Zooming and stuff. And I was like, look, I just yeah. need to get my head around this, blah, blah, blah. And then the yeah. next day I was like, right. Uh, a couple of days, I kind of didn't think about it for a couple of days. And then, um, of course, then I fell down the well and I looked through all of her Instagram photos that I could get my hands on. And, yeah. <laughs> and that is what you have to do. You just have to get out of your system. But um, yeah. I am very fucking proud of myself because I haven't gotten upset about it properly. Like that night I was like, I didn't cry or anything like that, but I was completely shocked. And I just was like, I didn't really yeah. talk. And I kind of was just, I was kind of glad it happened. In, on, the, on the night, I wasn't happy that it happened on New Year's Eve, but now I am because I was like, right, yeah. it's one New Year, blah, 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 even though it's a fucking lockdown. Yeah. But um, I yeah. have been like, I wrote it down in my journal and kind of let feelings out. Like what she said to you, yeah. I wrote it down in my journal, let it out, blah, blah, blah. It was a kick in the arse, kick in the teeth because you know what? I'm class yeah. and I should yeah. be fucking engaged, not him. <laughs> Yoo-hoo! I heard a goodie because I know we've talked uh, amongst ourselves and we haven't really shared on the podcast, but I went through not quite the same. He, he wasn't engaged, but me and my ex were kind of still in touch on and off, uh, you know, since we broke up um, and he moved abroad and uh, we were still kind of in touch and there, there was stuff going on for both of us that kind of, we still were slightly leaning on each other. And then in February last year, just after we, you know, started this podcast, he got in touch and he was uh, really struggling. I'm not going to go into it. That's private. I and mean, I wouldn't do that to him, but he was really struggling and blah, blah. And I just had to be like, you can't keep coming to me like I'm not your girlfriend anymore and blah, 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 blah. And I like at the time, I felt really strong and really great for doing it. But then as the year went on and we're in the middle of a pandemic and like so many crazy things are happening and because we'd still been in touch, 
he never texts me and he never checked how I was. He never asked how my family was. And listen, you could, I could do the same. I could have texted him, but I knew I was better off not speaking to him. But because we hadn't actually really gone like for, you know, a really long period without some sort of random burst of texting, I found that really difficult and really hard because I'd obviously not realized that I had been kind of clutching on that as well. You know, in my head, I was thinking, oh, he needs to text me and he still needs me. And that kind of get obviously internally gave me a bit of a, you know what I mean? Made me mm. think like, oh, well, he still needs me. So like he fucked me over, but like you still need me underneath it all. So like, fuck you kind of like almost, which is probably, which is not a good way to be. And I think um, not hearing from him, whatever, kind of like brought a couple of things to the forefront and then, I slowly realized, um, well, I mean, look, I don't have, inverted commas, concrete proof, but like I'm nearly 100% sure that he's with somebody else. And similar to that, I went and stalked who I think it is, Paige, and like she was absolutely, unbelievably stunning. And I had a complete breakdown. Um, unlike you, Nicola, it wasn't a stoic at all. I fucking <laughs> lost my mind and... I and I know there are people who know me and probably family who'd be rolling at my eyes being like why are you still hung up about him or why are you still upset with him but bear in mind that like I'd only stopped really stopped contacting him in February of last year so we were together three and a half years we were still talking for a year and a half after a breakup on and off and just the realisation and like just because of the shit he put me through and I was like you absolute fucker you got to leave the country. You got to move abroad. He got to lose a pile of weight as well, bastard. Rick. And then to to move on as well. It just it just because I was trying to explain to someone that sometimes it feels like a race, and that that person has won the race, and you're yeah. still at the fucking starting block, and you're like Christ. But in a way, I think I've really needed all of that to happen because it puts now a complete full stop mm. on. Uh, that relationship do you know what I mean yeah definitely. done not that it wasn't done before but it's just kind of really laid everything bare for me if that makes sense yeah, yeah it does feel like a race that's definitely what I was thought even though I haven't spoken to well we, we sent each other a message uh, last year that was about it uh, I just was like annoyed to see that he had gotten that far he already has the fucking class life living abroad and he's loads of money absolute ball of crap <laughs> I'm like now he's got the fiance in the ring I'm like dang it I'm like but as you said I think yeah. I need to see yeah. that because a lot of our friends would say you know a lot of my friends uh, and our mutual friends would always have kind of every so often we'd have a drunk conversation and Ro you said it to me too like I think you two will still get back and I'm like no never yeah, yeah, I've been guilty of that so 100% yeah. and there's parts of your head that go maybe because we were best friends and then you know, we're best friends before we were anything. So you're like, right. Um, yeah. yeah. Although you see, like for me, the whole the whole thing was like, it was hard seeing this, who I think is the potential girlfriend. And um, like, she was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And the mother part of me was like, how the fuck did you get her? Yeah. Like, really? Really? Her standards must be on the floor if she's willing to like, on this fucking project is the only way I can you. <laughs> so, I mean, it was horrible at the time. And I was, I truly was really, really upset. And, it's, and it has taken me like a good few weeks to kind of process it and get to get 
grips with it. And, and Christmas was hard because I knew if I didn't hear from him at Christmas, that was, mm-hmm. it, it confirmed everything that I knew or felt. And I didn't, and I didn't hear from New Year's or my birthday or nothing. So I think for me, um, I know that some people would be listening going, oh my God, over two years later, girl, fucking get a grip and get over it. But it, it's just, it's put an, a real ending on it for me now. You know what I mean? It's just close. I don't really, like, I don't need closure from him or anything like that. But I think now I've got closure for myself, as in I feel done and dusted kind of with yeah. it all now. And It's not like you put your life in gold. Like, you know what I mean? In those two years or whatever. No. That would be different if it was like three no. years and you were literally like, I'm not even texting anybody or scoring anybody or back when you could score people um but yeah so like it is maybe this is going to be maybe it's the good thing and it like that both of us found this out and then we're using it now to just be like right okay now i'm not saying the emotional breakdown number two isn't on its way you know it could be a day we're all <laughs> watching law and order and next thing you know to start crying uh, so but like fuck yeah it. I, I you'll use, see you'll see if another picture of uh, of uh, Stabler and um, Benson and Elliot and you'll fucking die stop I've already like I'm losing my will to live with this new episode I'm like when is it coming can't cope literally these are my idols I love them so much but uh, I'm very excited about the reunion um, that's what's keeping me going in January um, we did have a message. that was another by the way poll I don't know how it ended it was very close oh, between um, Stabler Carisi and Stabler, very close. This is hard for me because, like, I loved Elliot Stabler for 12 seasons and then he left and I still loved him and Nick O'Meara came into it and he was in for, like, five years and I was like, Nick, you're grand, like, you're grand. Absolutely righty. But yeah. And then in comes Crazy. I'm like, <laughs> no one will ever replace Stabler. Now I love him more than I love anybody else. So if it was between Crazy and Jordan, I don't know who I'd pick. Tough decisions, man. Tough, tough decisions. Tough I decisions don't know. I, I did pick Stabler, but... Um, tough decisions between me and my fantasy celebrity boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. All these men that were actually going to <laughs> going to date in real life. I was just going to say, I'll give you one last little laugh from... Uh, the, the psychic reading, which is un, unlove related, right? But she said to me, it's really funny. She said, everyone I've talked to, like last, like forever, there's been no travel cards come up for anybody because like, it's just not going to happen. And she's like, but you have a travel card. So she was like, you're going to travel somewhere this year. I was like, yes, bitch. Girl, I must be coming yes. because I got it too. Did you? Yeah. My God. I was going to date on tour. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking care where it is. I am. See you later. Wherever we're allowed to go. Gone. Well, I did say, I was on the phone to Michelle the other day and I said, um, I think that when they start, when it starts to look like we're able to open things back up again, maybe like June or something, we should book an October holiday somewhere like Lanzarote or Canaries. So it's not going to be cultural. It's not a cultural trip. We're not going to look at museums and look at churches and go on walking tours. We're going to lie in the sunshine by a pool, have someone bring us drinks constantly and eat the hell of ourselves and jump in the pool and have a freaking ball. So that is it. Dater's going to date, date, going to date meats, a bifa or magaluf. Yeah, I actually would love to go to a hotel like that. They're just going to hand you everything and it's a beautiful hotel I fucking I don't care. I'll cough off the money. I don't give a shit. Like I mean, oh. a year without a holiday or, or more at this stage, I'm willing to cough up the fucking money to like just 
sit and have someone serve me, spray oh. me with sun tan lotion, put an umbrella over me, put a lilo in the pool for me, sir. Massage my feet. I just want the luxury. In that case, you need to go to Dubai to, um, oh my God, what's it called? The Atlantis. I went there and I honestly felt like what Taylor Swift must be like. Do we really want to go to Influence or Central, do we? No, but that's where I, I went years ago. And I mean, I honestly felt like I was famous. I went to go, I stood up one day, I was like my friend and I was like, I'm going to go get a Corona. Now the bar was maybe 11 steps away from where we were lying by the pool. And this man appeared out of the bushes. He's yeah. like, can I get you something? I was like, oh, I'm just going to go and get a drink. He goes, I will get it for you. Don't be silly. We can't have you moving around the place. You go and relax. You're on holidays. I was like, sorry, what? He went over, got us ice cream. <laughs> I didn't have to move unless I had to go to the toilet or to jump in the pool. I was in heaven. Now, you know, the other side of it is that, you know, you have the fear that if you kiss anyone in Dubai that you're going to be arrested and locked up. <laughs> Yeah, and also, like, I'd be afraid to get too drunk in Dubai. I'd be like, oh, my God, I'll get in some fucking, you know me. I don't, me gob. And next thing I'd be put into, like, a Dubai prison cell um, and not getting out any time soon. We were, like, so me and my friend that went, like, I had blonde hair at the time and obviously very white skin. And my friend is very short. She's petite little thing, beautiful. We got stared everywhere we went. But we, we we went out for drinks, but we never really got too leery until our last night. We went to this place that has seven bars on seven floors. And um, friends right. of mine who live in Dubai uh, told us about it. So we went for drinks with them and then afterwards. And we had no plans of getting leery. And I met this fella who looked like Rory McIlroy through beer goggles. I just told him he looked like Rory McIlroy. <laughs> and that was it. He was Rory for the night. And we had and we were like, do you have, you've also got free drinks if you're a woman for like the first two. They gave you like tickets, tokens. So you got like, let's say yeah. tokens for free drinks for for women and the men all had to pay. And so I just basically. Oh, excellent. Poor Rory McIlroy. He just couldn't, he couldn't get away from us. We were having time for lives. And then we met lads from the Navy in the UK. Oh, Oh my God, stop. I was, oh my God, I was in heaven. And we'd met them outside, we'd met two of them outside and they were like, oh, like, um, one of them, he was from, one of them was from Birmingham uh, and one of them was from London. And the London guy was like, ghost, do you know where we go? Like, where's a good bar? And we're like, uh, no, we're here on holidays, same as you, we're going up to this place. And the Brummie guy goes, oh my God, are you Irish? I was like, yes. And then we just kept walking. Found them later, fell absolutely in love with the Birmingham fella. Um, but then he was like, oh, I'll walk you to a taxi. And I said, we're going to get arrested. We're going to get arrested. <laughs> because I'd shifted him in the street. I was like, oh, my God, we're going to get arrested. And you won't because you're in the Navy and the government of England will cover it up. And no one's going to fucking save me. Over here, the Irish government and Kenny in charge of the time would have been like, I'm sorry, I cannot do anything about it, you know. And I was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> on the news. Because you always see them. He's <laughs> like, yeah, uh, Samantha from Sex and the City getting arrested. You can see it on the front of the Daily Mail, just being like Paddy arrested and me in handcuffs on the beach or something like that. I was like, I literally got outside. Scarlet affair, Oh my God, I saw a taxi and I ran and I <laughs> took the taxi driver. I was like, oh, I don't know him. I think he's gay. And Iran was like, not paying any attention to me. But I was just like, in case he's like a taxi driver that reports people. <laughs> An undercover cop, was it? Just in case. Oh my God, I got back to the hotel and they oh were like, because they're so nice there. It's like, do you need anything on your way up to your room or do you need anything brought up to the room? I'm like, no, no, no. I was just so happy that I was being arrested. Hey, Hero, did you just leave your mate there? 
No, she um, she was chatting, ended up chatting to Rory McIlroy for ages. And then she... Oh, was, right. And so she got arrested instead. She got arrested. Yeah, I haven't seen her since. She's still over there. She's like Bridget Jones. Oh, so, she, yeah. She got, <laughs> she got chatting to Rory for ages. And then she was like, oh, let's say we we're in bar five, level five, whatever. She's like, we're going to level seven. I was like, oh, girl. And then she came down. She was like, oh, don't. She, she drank like five whiskeys or something. She's like, I have to go home. So she went home just before me. And I was like, we, I was like, yeah, yeah, there's a taxi just outside. She went and got in a taxi. I was where she went off. And then I went, oh my God, I'm in Dubai. I'm in fucking Dubai. I'm after leaving her in a taxi on her own. Now I'm, in, I'm on my own. And I've got a big army dude that's not going to get arrested. The panic. I don't know how people, be, oh, those influencers. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'd want the, that type of holiday where I'd be worried consistently anytime I had a beverage because you know what I'm like this loud foghorn voice um, definitely isn't quiet and this feminist streak in me either uh, isn't too quiet either so I would probably be killed in Dubai um, but maybe we're taking a holiday together then Nick if we both got the old travel card because she said at the moment it's very unusual to anybody to pull that card yeah so. she told me it would be later in the year um, but I'm definitely going somewhere on holiday um, abroad so I was like girl music to my ears I, was like, I haven't been anywhere since I went to Manchester yeah. like come on give us the vaccine give us a plane uh, if anybody wants the um, psychic that we went to her details or her number or anything like that mm-hmm. um, obviously drop us a DM and we can we can send on her information if anybody wants it, if anybody's and interested in trying it, whether you've tried it or not before. If anyone also, like we have some, we have a couple of episodes lined up that we're going to be doing. But if anyone has any cool ideas and they're thinking, why don't you give this a go? We would love to, to give us some like inspiration. Or if you tried something, like maybe we'd love to hear from somebody who's tried um, Zoom speed dating because me and Roisin are like, hell to the no yeah yeah it'd be interesting to hear if anybody's done it somebody did send us in a suggestion and I just throw it out here now and see what what people think I, I don't know if it would work right now we might need a couple of more listeners and a couple more male listeners but somebody was saying to do like a single spotlight at the end of the episode and that you would maybe talk to somebody or have a voice note from somebody who is single and looking for love and like basically that we would maybe put it out in the universe at the end of the episode and maybe we could help somebody else for it but I don't know how well it will work at the moment because I know we're we're a pretty female dominated listenership so um, I mean if you're a lesbian it might work well for you but I'm not sure we're going to hit on many fellas that might be something we could do but we would need people to obviously like participate and get involved so I don't know how uh, ready some people might be to do that or not <laughs> well if you are listening to us and you are a fella um, send us to your single fellas because honestly we give so many tips here on how you can treat girls as in like what lines to send us what not to put on your dating profile what did I put up on Instagram the other day I was like stop putting that on your feckin Instagram or on your Tinder profiles what was my line oh we can pretend that we let's pretend oh, we'll pretend around. I'm willing to pretend deal. we met somewhere else. I'm like, are you taking the piss? This oh, is yeah. 2005 when no one had heard of online dating. Oh, it's 2021. No one cares where you met. No, exactly. So yeah, if anybody's interested in sending us a voice note or something like that about their, their singledom, if anybody has any happy stories, because we did get one uh, through our email, which is irl at gmail.com about a, a positive Hinge experience. So I'm going to keep that and I'll, we'll talk about that when we do our Hinge episode. But yeah, any sort of 
Good news, positive news, fun, funny stories, um, anything like that, because, you know, obviously things are a bit dry at the moment and be nice to keep things a bit light or like just, you know, have some, look, have some bad stories, but have some good stories as well. So we're we're happy to hear all your good stories. Um, we've got a guest coming on soon. Um might be our, our next episode potentially with a very well-known influencer. Let's just put it that way. I'll say no more. I will yeah. say no more, but I'm very, very excited about that. Um, and yeah, look, listen, guys, we're always open to suggestions and thoughts. And also we were on the Go Loud Instagram page with Fanula J. We did a little interview with her about the podcast. Um, so if you yeah. want to know a little bit more about us, or just want to hear us talking even more shite. If you if you listen to this episode, you want to hear more, um, go to uh, the Go Loud Instagram page and there's a video. Our beautiful faces are not on it because we asked to stay um, camera free. Um, but it was a really great chat and Fanula was really sound and a scat crack. So. You can find out if me and Roisin have ever fancied the same type of guy. And you can also find out which Irish celebs that we took up with. There were some of the questions that Fanula had for us. So that is good crack. Um, yeah, I think I really love some voice notes from you guys. You don't have to say your name or you can just give, you can give a fake first name or you can give your first name and sure no one's going to know who you are. But like, love to put your voices in so we can have like little snippets of you guys throughout the episode would be really cool so yeah send us to an email irl at gmail.com probably best to send it there rather than Instagram because it, it, I can just download it and put it into the system here guys I'm really I'm not exactly top yeah. producer I'm not Dr. Dre okay <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about Nicola uh, the editing skills that you have uh, of taking all my ums, ums and pauses out of this is legendary all the, all the times so, you said yeah. I've lost my train of thought oh wait yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to take take all of that out my god um, but yeah so I'd like listen guys um, we love talking to the people who listen to the show we love the people who engage with Instagram oh by the way thank you so much for getting us to a thousand followers thank yeah. you so much for getting us to like over 20,000 listens Um you know, we, we're just two, we're just two gals. You know, we don't have big followers. We don't have big, you know, we're not influencers. We're not bloggers, anything like that. So we really started from absolute scratch. So anyone who has suggested to us a friend, you know, left us a review on iTunes, anything like that, just thank you. Thank you so much. And if you haven't left us a review yet, do so. If you're on Apple, just go and leave, um, well, you know, between anything between one and five. And in the in the review box, just put in the last message you got on a dating app or from your other half. Give us a good laugh. We'll read some of them out. And we've got, I think, three new reviews in the last week, which have been absolutely fantastic. So we'll read some of them out over the next few, next episode, potentially. But for now, I think we've talked yeah. enough tonight. I think we have. I think we've exploited everything. But just FYI, one last thing. Nicholas said there, rate us between one to five. Um, if you could just give us fives only. We're not really interested in any of the others. So, <laughs> yeah, none of this need uh, three stars, needs more work. None of that. This is, a, you know, secondary school. Okay? No, no. Keep, keep that to yourself. Keep that info to yourself. We don't get paid for this, okay? So we need the five stars, right? Just give us, it gives us the ego. (laughs) It makes us feel better about ourselves. And when those two X's come back to me and Roshan, like, sorry, Huns, all five stars here? Yeah, all five stars. And you, sir, are a two or a one at best. (laughs) 
Right, kids, we will talk to you in two weeks' time or as always on our Instagram. We will chat to you soon. Bye.